man, I'm fired up to pot. You know, sometimes, I mean, it's nice because you catch me on a Monday pod, which is to avoid the Sunday slurs. Yeah, baby. Ooh, I like the Sunday slurs. I like Sunday that. Slurs. Yeah, yeah, avoiding the Sunday slurs. But you can get a little bit of the uh, the Monday hangover. But you just got you got me on a fired up, a rare fired up Tuesday. Ooh, we got, we got full adrenaline oh, kick yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> right, one, two, three. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 191 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon. And with me, as always, it's no trick. He's just a treat. Awesome. For a second, I didn't know if that was Michael Winslow over there. Those sound <laughs> effects in the in- intro. I know I did. I dropped that. I don't think I've dropped that ever. I'm just, I'm just feeling me. It's it's a rare, it's a like a, it's a Tuesday sound effect pod. They don't hear us on Tuesday a lot. No, you don't. You don't. And I, I'm I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're you're Thanks fucking well. diversifying your your intros. If we if we had to rank the most that we did, like would Friday be the most popular day? I'm going to probably Saturday. Saturday's the top spot. Saturday is tuxedo, un, but the tie unbuttoned. Yeah, a little yeah, loose. Ocean, yeah, the Ocean's 11. A very mm-hmm. Ocean's 11, little Dean Martin, all the sure. way running through the gamut of all the oceans. Yeah, because we ain't got anything to worry about. We got Sunday off, and we're just enjoying our Saturday. So it's like, let's rock and roll. Sunday off, fucking no cares in the world. Let's get a little tipsy. Let's fire Friday, it up. Friday, we haven't quite gotten into it yet by the time we fire off. Saturday, we're definitely into it. We're still a little stiff from the work week. This is okay. true. This yeah. is true. Uh, and then Sunday, Sunday's game raring back ever since we decided to do pods after we watch football, a recap as opposed yeah. to a look ahead. Yes, this is good. Stuff funny. Fascinating stuff. Funny. This is what our pre-pro meet, meetings look like. <laughs> yeah, the Mondays. And yeah, so Tuesday, Tuesday is a super rare day. I mean, obviously Wednesday and Thursday, we're not insane. Can't yeah. Do this, but yeah. Well, if Wednesday or Thursday happens, Little heads up, something went wrong. Something <laughs> so fucked the, up. Something got fucked up. But uh, guys, episode one ninety one is not fucked up. We got ripped from the headlines. We're doing NFL Week Nine look ahead. What's a little Week Eight recap? Don't worry about that. Gonna hit the gotcha. MAB inbox. Doing the Neapolitan showdown. We're doing most overrated movies. The Brandana Gambling Corner. Gonna take a look at the NCAA College Basketball Championship odds. Now we're gonna finish as we always do with our MVP of the week, ladies and gentlemen. You're a power. It starts now. week nine look ahead what are we talk about this over there oh because we're i got my carpets cleaned and i had a push there we go it's that simple it's tuesday that, guys so exactly like, it's tuesday fucking, fucking chill <laughs> split the difference everyone is completely over about hearing how many upsets happened over the course of last sunday yep. and if you're a gambler you're sure as shit done hearing about it that's for sure avert your eyes <laughs> uh so we'll look a little bit into you know exactly what we saw happen but uh, just kind of taking a look at the slate right now coming up for week nine some interesting games after it kind of all shook out let's go to this real fast i mean this 
honestly looks like a game of the year if you're looking to kind of kick off at the beginning of the season. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see this. Maybe a little different now. We got the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Got those Chiefs favored by a point and a half. Is this wrong team favored in this game? Man, I'll tell you what. These what, two are teams- we, what are we saying? Like we just watched, we watched the Chiefs lose to uh, they lost to the Titans, but the, that was an arrowhead. No, that was in that was in uh, Tennessee. But we watched yes. them lose to um uh you know win by a field goal against the Giants, the New York Giants on Monday night. Yeah. yeah, and get pummeled by the Bills. Let's not forget that. Pummeled by the Bills, the Packers have a longer week. This is one of kind of one of those half by weeks as they have their Thursday yes. getting ready for it. Shorter week for Kansas City, and Kansas City is still a favorite here. I mean, are we saying that the Giants are just two points worse team than the Packers? This is not making any sense. Yeah, it really doesn't, especially after what we watched, right? What we watched with, um, you know, the Thursday night game going kind of dipping our toes into week eight and week nine, you know, a, a strong showing for the Packers against the only undefeated team in the Cardinals. And you and I both had our, our reservations, but I think that game was a strongly heavily contested, you know, two teams that were like, these are playoff teams. These look like playoff teams. Yeah, that's right. And then, and then now you, like you said, and I think you very keenly observed the like week and a half by week, the Thursday to the Sunday game, you get those extra, you know, three, four days to basically prep and study up on, on game field for your opponent that, you know, and see their, their, you know, week eight Sunday night game uh, or Monday night game, rather, excuse me, against a giants team that is, dinged up significantly no real fears of uh you know offensive threats for them and and we get out of there at home 20 to 17 this 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 line does make and make any sense to me yeah it's also i mean <laughs> the only thing that the Packers gonna be watching on that game field it, or the game film is just gonna be like these chiefs are a fucking clusterfuck so let's go in there and get our interceptions i just think it's a very good uh, plus you got the minus day for the chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a really good game script for those Packers that like to run a little bit more than you actually remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're able to get through the Cardinals, that Cardinals defense without two of their top receivers and just kind of putting the stuff together, but really controlled the game. And I think that's what scares the chiefs. I mean, you know, Daniel Jones had a uh, misguided interception, you know, some fumbles and they recovered it, but that offense, you know, was never really cooking like Aaron Rodgers can get cooking and a defense that's terrible. The last thing they want is to go up against a team that's, really balanced and not afraid to run. And that's what I fear for this Chiefs defense is the Packers really get that run established, getting those linebackers to collapse up and Aaron Rodgers just really being able to take some shots on your chew up the center of the zone. Yeah, that that's a great the the running game is the 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 sneaky yeah. thing that we really saw develop because it wasn't just solely um you know Jones, Aaron Jones from the Packers. It was also AJ Dillon. Uh, although we put it on the turf again in that week eight game against the cards still like yards after contact. I mean, that's a game script for the Packers that they can roll out on any team, let alone the the chiefs. And they're going to be tough to beat. Now you've got a chiefs team that, you know, stopping the run is a bit of their Achilles heel. Uh, and then, you know, play action over top. You're talking about if they get Devonte Adams back in this game, I mean, could that be it? Could it be the line is this way because they're questionable about Devonte Adams coming back for the Packers? I don't think so. Cause you're basically, you're sending the, I mean, maybe if you're saying that the, as you basically say the Cardinals at home are a six point better team than the chiefs at home, which is kind of, here's why I think the lines are like this. Like, I just really think everyone is afraid. Number one, Kansas City's chiefs still, you know, it, it's waning a little bit, but it was yeah. one of the 
favorite teams to bet on, even though I don't think they've covered once this year. That's what I was going to say. They've been, yeah, they covered that. They covered that Washington football team, but that was the only time they covered. Like, I don't think they covered that Eagles game, but yeah. So it's just like, everyone's just ready for this kind of, to be on the wrong line of it. Like just when the chiefs really go off, but I'm still saying like, even if the chiefs were like, you know, 70% of the chiefs, I still like this Packers team going into Arrowhead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I was really impressed by the floors game calling in that Thursday night game. I I was, you know, you always have your questions, especially when you've got a great, you know, it's the chicken or the egg. Is it Aaron Rodgers or is it Matt LaFleur? And I was like, you know, yeah. LaFleur did a really so- solid job uh, in that game. Uh, yeah. So anyway, ooh, guess what's back active, bro? That road to 500. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted, I was going to post something on our, on our Instagram at Mab underscore sports uh, on IG uh, for our stories. And I was just going to like, I was trying to find some, like some music to go like that, you know, sorry. So sorry. Oof. It was a bloodbath, dude. That, that fucking sucked. Yeah. What was it? One of the, here's a crazy thing. There's like, I think I had three dogs picked in my five. I gave five teams. I think I had three dogs and uh, hit one of them, but it's like seven dogs, one outright. So oh, so you just like, picked the wrong dog. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, couldn't really get in there. Like it was. Yeah, I mean, we had the Jets beat the Bengals. We'll go through this really fast. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. The Jets beat the Bengals. The Steelers beat the Browns. Uh, the Packers beat the Cardinals on Thursday night. The Panthers beat the Falcons. I mean, whatever. I guess you have to set a line for that game. Uh, <laughs> Patriots beat the Chargers. Saints beat the Bucks, and Cowboys beat the Vikings. And also like. Um, some backup quarterbacks showing off. Okay, since we're talking about backup quarterbacks, um, the Jets at the Colts. The Colts mm-hmm. getting this ten and a half point line. Uh, the Jets rocking with this new Mike was White. White. Mike White. Mike White. Not afraid to get up there. Is this line too high? Is this might be a spot to like sneak in on a rookie quarterback that everyone's just kind of thinking like got lucky once? Uh, what was the line? I didn't hear what you said. Uh, the Jets at the Colts. Colts by ten and a half. Oh, 10 and a half. Oh, I, for some reason I was thinking about the Bengals, which was like 11. I thought yeah. for, uh, yeah. So 10 and a half points on a short week, right? They play the Thursday night game yep. against the Colts. Man, that's a lot of points, but here's the thing. Like, are they going to, the jets have been pretty bad. I think this might be a little bit of a letdown game, right? If everyone's all stoked about Mike white and the, and the jets. I don't know yes. if it's 10 and a half points though. That's a big number to cover. It's, it's a big line. I think this defense can play a little bit. I mean, gave Burrow a little bit of headaches and definitely if there's one quarterback that is flappable, uh, it is our Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah. yeah. Carson Wentz can get rattled for sure. And he'd rather just kind of chuck something up and like take a sack. So I'd, Carson Wentz had an all time getting bailed out of an INT reversed on him. When in that, I don't know if you saw in that San Francisco game where he's running and he tried this insane, like underhand, like flip that was to be a receiver that just totally got picked off by the linebacker for uh, San Francisco. And they ruled it a fumble because just seconds, minute seconds before one of the D linemen for San Francisco just got a fingertip on it and started just to loosen it up as if that was the linchpin to make that a, a fucking, you know, incomplete right. ball. So they called it a fumble. I was like, Wait, they call uh, it a fumble or like they called it a fumble. Or I'm sorry. They called it an interception at first and yeah. they overturned it to a fumble. So he kept okay. his like, uh, I don't think this week, but he, he kept up his, uh, his, he only had one INT entering in. And then uh, he kept up his, uh, he had like 181 consecutive passes without an INT, which was 
second all time for the Colts. The first being Jeff George, which was nuts to me at like 200, then him, and then fucking uh, Peyton Manning, which was wild. Yeah, those are, <laughs> I think that they just listed off like top 20, like INT leaders per game or yeah, something right. like in those three quarterbacks right there. Um, okay, Vikings at Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this could get to be a disaster. This could be, I'm hearing rumblings that Zimmer might be out, bro. This is, a, yeah, the hot seat is fucking swarming on. We talked about this in the preseason game or in the preseason kind of review of the these these Vikes. Let's go Vikes. Let's go Vikes. Um, so, I, yeah, they, I, I think this, this club is, all but tuned out Mike Zimmer. And I think he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be here. I know this is where I could see this going to like six, maybe six and a half and just kind of like poking on that full touchdown. It won't break seven. It won't go through that key number, Mm -hmm. but this is a place where if you like to gamble, if you have gambling in your DNA and you just say, if you like to say, fuck it, you know, if Mm -hmm. you're like a real daredevil, uh, I throw some money on the Vikings. This could just be one of those games where it's just, nothing really play for cousin looks great like is uh like not playing in that spotlight like you know those primetime games fucking kill him you know it's just like really like delvin cook like really just kind of go off a little bit on these ravens and maybe give give lamar jackson a little bit of a headache it's not you know if this was a pick game like there's no way i'm saying this but if you give me the vikings and plus five and a half like i can see him getting up like 10 nothing 10 three like lamar jackson scrambling around mm-hmm. maybe the ball slips like he's a little off and it's just like all right now they're playing from behind and you got that five and a half point cushion or could we get the illustrious non-prime time kirk cousins who throws for like three th- 335 right. against the ravens and just fuck you're like where's this game coming from yeah exactly you, you like you feel like you're looking at the stat line wrong and you're just like yes. okay well great so that means like i'm married to kirk cousins for at least 11 more games <laughs> right. you can have like the over under on dog shit games now since you just put in this performance 10 and a half dog shit games I, I like talking you talking about gambling in your genetic code and i was like the brandana gambling quarter bgc <laughs> or brandana genetic code (laughs) just like it brother it feels like it is in my blood uh well we got to take a look at these guys real fast this is uh, new england patriots at carolina panthers uh new england minus three and a half bro or i think we keep bringing this up the patriots good they're like the like the fifth best team in the afc this really their their win against the chargers befuddled me i was super confused by this i didn't get this this game at all um i i I, is this team just so like fucking all heart and scrappy is this the guy that on you know when you play pickup basketball just dies for loose balls and fucking doesn't care about their body i don't understand how this team wins i don't understand why this team is is 500 at this point quite honestly i don't know like i don't know what they're productive like who they're who they're main playmaker is on any given weekly basis like from a fantasy fantasy perspective i'm like i don't know what what team is gonna like what guy is gonna stand out for him i mean i guess you could see damian harris a little bit but i mean i'm i I just don't get it it's just like super conservative like don't make any real mistakes and you know just chip away just keep chopping that wood yeah i mean it goes out there like uh like and it wasn't even what's that final like 27 24 yeah you know i mean they're they're scoring some points and i mean the week before like uh you have mac jones just look fucking lost against you know that uh no i guess 54 13 
what was that? 54-13, they beat the Jets. So he obviously didn't look lost. Uh, I was lost. Yeah, right. No, but there's been a couple games where he's just some, yeah, he so, some dog shit. He had like three INTs earlier in the season. I mean, he looked pretty good against in that Dallas game. You know what I mean? He, even yeah. though he threw a couple bad throws, he, he made up for it. So it's just like you see flashes, but, you know, if anyone was to sit there and – go, you know, Mac Jones will be starting quarterback for the Patriots and they'll be 500 eight games into the season. I think, and, and really look like the most complete quarterback in this draft class. You, you'd be, you'd be like, what, what are we talking about? This is, this is not supposed to be the way it is when you had, you know, fucking um, Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, who I feel, I just feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence. He's in fucking, he's in football, Siberia. Uh, in, in Jacksonville and uh, you know, and even like Trey Lance and, and some of these other guys, Justin Fields, who actually had his best game last week. Um, you know, these guys are just Justin Fields. No, no. Are, are we going to start seeing quarterbacks say no to places? I know there's a few rare times like Eli Manning did it, but I think that was more mm-hmm. of just like a family relationship with the chargers or something. Like, I don't know if one of these, cause like, and I think it would just have to be an absolute franchise that, like has no fan base has nothing like you just look at jacksonville and you're like that's i for my career man i gotta pass i can't yeah. say no and like fall through the second spot like put me on 49 and just put me with something with the fan base that's like a history that like you know wants to run wants to do something like don't just stick me out and like where you ship me off to london like three fucking times a season mm-hmm. because nobody gives a shit yeah um yeah the uh john elway did it I believe with the Colts and he had baseball. He was a really good baseball player, John Elway. And basically he's like, well, I have other options. I can go play baseball. Eli Manning, like you said, had the, the family leverage leverage to go and do that. Um, and, and Lawrence truthfully could have gone back to college. I mean, he didn't have to leave early, so he could have played that card. That could have been his leverage. And Jacksonville would have been waiting for the next year. Yes, it's just true. It's true. Like well, I don't know. Fucking Detroit door. might be giving him a run for his money. So, <laughs> Touche. Okay, well, this is going to be the last one because it's going to transition into what I'm hot about. Ooh. I warned you, I'm hot, bro. I'm fired up. I know. You said it earlier. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know what this is. And I'm fucking, I don't want to be the wet blanket to fucking smother mm-hmm. your flames. I'm just going to let you roar. Thanks, bro. Cincinnati. I'm going to be your, your grease fire and I'm going to try and just yes. add water to it. Just there we go. sizzle. <laughs> nah. And do your science homework people. That means he's firing me up more. That's exactly not, right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's a little right. safety note hidden in there. There you go. <laughs> the Bengals minus two and a half at the Browns. Okay. Odell Beck- Beckham's dad. Can yes. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like I am like this like these quotes, like I don't know if you guys seen this, but it was like he's he was just like either Baker Mayfield is hating on Odell or he just doesn't want him shining. Shut up. Like you're honest, like you're dropping that there's a conspiracy theory that this Baker is, Mayfield yeah. doesn't want to connect with, you know, what was one of the top three wide receivers, like at least, you know, in this last decade. Right. Yeah. I love I love in these tweets i mean I, you could make anything any game film i, I mean, think it's i think it's cheesy yes. i think it's corny i think it looks sophomoric i think you look like you're like you're the sixth grade dad that's like yelling at the coaches and the referees like this is professional football 
like what do you, and it's not like Odell Beckham's been like the pillar of like hard work and like team first and let's focus. Like this is distraction on his fucking post. He was just like, let me show you. This is Odell versus the Vikings is just like, no, it was the fucking Cleveland Browns versus the Vikings. And just the way you're yeah. phrasing things should be like a mirror into like how you're not seeing this shit correctly. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Very well said. The, the fact of the matter is, is you could pull out a couple clips of any time there's there's you could probably you could find yes, out low lights for everybody exactly you know what i'll argue with you like or what i'll take your side odell beckham senior is uh baker mayfield's a mediocre quarterback or might not be that good yes. that i can get behind but right. this conspiracy that Be- baker mayfield doesn't want to see odell beckham jr shine is i don't know i haven't been a lot on your social media odell beckham seniors but uh, it might be the dumbest thing you posted. Yeah, but exactly. If you come out to do this, like it's probably not. And I do like the the hiding behind the hashtags. Like I'm a father before anything. Hashtag my twin, my ace, like my number one. Like I, it's like, I get it. You're a dad. But at the same time, like, it's not like, like you said, he's not like a sixth grader, right? Who's the coach is purposely like sitting on the bench. This is a man who is fucking getting paid handsomely to play a kid's game and he if he wants to get the ball more he can fucking get the ball more like you know what i'm saying like talk to your coaches talk to your quarterback study more film yeah losing some shine on lebron james also like this free obj like just this idea that it's just like indentured servitude or like he can't escape it's just like oh man well this is the sentiment that antonio brown rolled out first with the Raiders and his when he forced his way out of Pittsburgh and then it's like you guys like you sign these deals you sign these contracts uh is 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 Jarvis Landry who you went to sign with uh Cleveland for is is he saying you're not getting the, the ball as, as much as you should or I mean you know like this is your brother since you know high school basically and you went to college together now you're on the same professional team and you know, he's shutting the fuck up. He's staying quiet. You know, we've yeah. all remember Jarvis Juice Landry's, you know, wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, MAB fixes. Um, so my MAB fixes is I figured it out. So every time you run your mouth or you say something detrimental to the team that's selfish, then you play kick return duty, but not catching the football, you're throwing blocks. Uh oh. My wide receivers are gonna start getting a little physical they want to be out there on the island and just yeah. like jerk their shit like let's put them in the mix let's play a little left guard for a series Ooh, <laughs> all right now we're now we're hurting both you and the quarterback <laughs> yeah, both right. you're learning your lesson it's kind of the same thing with deshaun jackson i still got that vibe like we've this is obviously not a deshaun jackson pro podcast mm. uh, just like all that diving short of the end zone shit twice in two different levels of play yeah um but yeah, his thing was just like the fact that he was like making a headline, like trying to like force a trade. Bro, it's over. You're 34. You're not as fascinating. It's just done. It's just, so it's just like this thing where it's just like forcing a trade with Rams or like making it's just like this doesn't need to be a headline. No one's trading for you. Your skills like you have no value. It's cut cuts time. Yeah, right. Exactly. If you're going to be, it's a great point because the Rams were like, we are cooking with something. We thought you could have added exactly. something. You could have been. You could have bought in. Exactly. part of a championship caliber team now you're trying to push your way out this is you know me before the before we stuff it's, so it's you, completely like delusional on where you rank and talent on that team and i get it and you know every every 
NFL player, every professional athlete has to have that arrogance and confidence. So it's like, I am the MVP. I'm the number one guy in the league, but at the same time, you have to be a little, I don't know, self-reflective in where you stand in the hierarchy of the NFL. Uh, I forget who, there's a tight ends, uh, Cincinnati's, uh, Yumizo, Yumizo, CJ Yumizo was like, I'm going to be the MVP next year. Little tongue in cheek, but it's also like, you, you know, you're not going to be the MVP next year. <laughs> right. Like you do, you know, this, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, yeah, I, I, I like that. I can get behind it. Like I can still get behind Deshaun Jackson saying like, I got more to give and stuff, but yeah, yeah it sucks to see that you're, you're like on arguably, not arguably one of the top three teams in the NFC. You can make a, make a run for a chip. But since you're like not playing like WR2, which you're not. Well, just, now, now that we're kind of on this, on this. We are on this, bro. We are on this. Because this is very interesting because, you know, Marcus Smart and the NBA, we'll, we'll wedge a little NBA segment in there, basically just had a very, you know, diatribe laden responses to basically with the offense for the Celtics is that everyone knows that we're trying to get the ball to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I can't really do much just standing here in the corner waiting for the ball, basically saying like to the media out in front of everybody that we got to change up the game flow. And it's like, look, Marcus Smart, who do you think you are? Why? You know, I guess the biggest difference is doing stuff like that and calling attention to the media is not going to ever get your way you're never gonna yeah it's just like do it but uh, it's it's a little bit of like they act like you've been there but it's like have just like some integrity for the team like yeah literally put the team first like say it behind closed doors like bark at your coaches about it behind closed doors like talk to everybody about it like raise a stink and then if they think you're you know you're just not a fit for the locker room you're not ask them what you can do to do more like try to do it but just to go out there and just be like like uh like it's basically saying like I'm amazing and this team is losing because they're not taking advantage of my talents. And that is like so fucking selfish. Yeah. And there's never, there's never a way that you're going to be able, even if you're right, even if Odell Beckham dad's right, which he isn't, even if Deshaun Jackson is not being utilized correctly or Marcus smart doing it in a, in a very public form like that, you're never going to be able to thread that needle to like accurately explain your side of the things and come off sounding like you're just concerned for the team you're only going to sound selfish you're only going to sound like you're putting your stats and your numbers in front of the team success you know what i mean and the browns are middling the the celtics have come out slow out of the gate and the rams have a championship level team but it's it's just wild it's but it never in the fact of the matter is is it'll never win guess what the celtics aren't going to win the nba title this year i'm going to tell you this right now and the fucking browns are going to struggle to make the playoffs you know what i mean because clearly something ain't right within the confines of those buildings and when you've got guys doing like that you know talking about their own personal stuff in front of the team you know it's 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 a no-win position to be in Never going to be able to thread that needle, much like Baker Mayfield. Oh, I still got it. There you go. I was on your side. Great point, though. Yeah, it's just like, what does Deshaun Jackson expect more than 7-1? All right, I got to move on. I can't get over it. It may be inbox. Let's jump into some of these. Um, Okay, well, we can do this right now. I put this on the inbox because I want to bring it up to you. Didn't really have a fix. Maybe we should save it. So Derek Henry, my boy, Mm. uh, from the podcast. Brutal. I'll assume. 
Yeah. BFF, uh, well, now you got some time, Derek. You've, you've told us you want to come on. So come on, Derek. A lot of time. Yeah, I got some little downtime. Where you're, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll walk you through your uh, rehab. Maybe he gets into our podcast while he's healing. He's got like time now. Think about it. I mean, that's to say he wasn't in it beforehand, but I hear what you're saying. Why are they going out to get Adrian Peterson? And especially in a league right now where it's just like running backs. I'm not saying they're a, they're a dime a dozen, but the difference between like the number 20 overall running back and the number 60 is negligible. Like if that offensive line is big enough to like open up the holes, it just seems, and especially with so many of these, it seems like we have extra running backs because so many places are doing like, like a platoon style running backs. Like how many fucking running backs are in Kansas city? Like, like yeah. that war dude. I mean, there was like, yeah. Kenan's still there. Like there's just all these places. Like why not grab one of these dudes? Why are you grabbing like this old dude off the street? I love Adrian Peterson, but it was just like, I don't, I'd rather keep it like, within a generation or Tennessee even has that young guy that they drafted like last year or two years ago, like the there, there somebody, I don't know. Anyway, young dude. So I just, I don't, I don't get this pickup at all, especially for the position. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think with ever, if you're looking for a physical back, which clearly, you know, that's what they were trying to do. Tennessee was trying to do. Uh, if you're looking for like a physical and you're thinking of Evans, right? Diarton Evans. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a physical guy, that's what, you know, obviously at this stage of the game, this is what he's going to bring, you know, now they signed him. I've been noticing that teams have been doing this move where they'll sign guys to the practice squad and kind of see how they'll check out. So I, I was surprised to see that they didn't make a move for one of these other, you know, kind of bowling pin running backs that are out there. You know what I mean? To try and see if they could just trade a, a fifth or six round pick. Just yeah, I'm to, trying to think of like, like who'd be good or who's not utilized enough. Like it feels like Philadelphia is a situation that always has like, you know, like two extra. Like, well, we just saw, there. we just saw Boston Scott. We saw everything. Everyone thought Kenneth Gainwell was going to have a huge game. Boston Scott, yeah. uh, uh, Howard in that game against the Lions. Boy- what about our boy in Cleveland that just had that breakout game when Hunt Dernis Johnson? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, That's he a- might be a little hot too, but yeah, I mean, these are these are guys. It's like, look, like, how much are you willing to spend? It, it it's clear to me that sure, the I guess it's were just like, like we don't want to spend shit. Like we don't want to spend fire. anything. So we're gonna we're gonna sign yeah. somebody to the to the to the camp or to the practice squad rather, and and bring them in. But you know, I mean, they've got you know Jeremy McNichols, you know Darrington Evans. And I'm trying to look at their. Yeah, this could be an overreaction. Like, how many? Yeah, like, how? Like, it's not like anyone saying Adrian Peterson is going to start like having 22 carries a game. (laughs) Like, we'll we'll see where this all like eventually. Yeah, and I just I just think it's just they're looking for just just you know that goal line back. I think if you know if I'm Vrabel right now, obviously there's no way to replace there. You have no one on your roster that's going to do that. So Mm. you're going to have to platoon, and you're going to need like, hey, we need our short yardage guy, a veteran guy in adrian peterson who we can kind of trust in like third and two i just need six feet go get me six feet you know what i mean yeah, like, you know who's like probably a chill dude that's a gamer that would do anything you asked him just grab deshaun jackson he's like line me up you want to play left guard i'll do it no. team first like i got an option to get you a carry like every time we tell you we're gonna go to you like we're 100 uh cool i just want to do that okay other inbox let's keep it cooking uh blue moon recruit in the spirit of the Halloween season, Teen Wolf tells the story of a young basketball player struggling with his talent as a legit blue chip recruit that could coincidentally howls at the moon. If Scott Howard, I'm guessing that's Teen Wolf, chose to embrace his inner wolf, what college in 1985 would win his recruitment? How many years would he play in college? 
what would be his stat line uh, for his last college season? Would he get drafted by the NBA, and is he a lottery pick? Oh, great question. 1985. 85. Uh, did, we, did they say – did we know where Teen Wolf happened? I felt like it was – I forget you say the word. I love how you say the word wolf. 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 Oh, shit. Wolf. <laughs> What's not a wow, setup? God Maybe damn it. it. Maybe it was. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, Teen Wolf. Wolf yeah. Um, I felt like it was like the Midwest or yeah, maybe yeah, a little Midwest. East Coast. That's what. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Maybe like Hoosiers. Are we in Hoosiers time? Are they yes. kind of the top? No, of Indiana, a hundred percent. You know, the Bobby Knight is is the guy. And if 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 anyone's going to recruit half a man, wolf. half wolf. It's yeah. going to be Bobby Knight. That's a perfect. It's got to be Bobby Knight. Like Bobby yeah. Knight's not a, like you howl at him. He'll howl right back. Like Bobby oh. Knight, not afraid to get right up in that muzzle, grab your little snout and oh. be like, listen, you're playing my style of basketball. You can't tell me that before a game, Bobby Knight won't chain Teen Wolf up to like a radiator <laughs> and like, just let him drag it through. I mean, oh intimidation factor out the roof. Oh man. Just throw a raw steak at him. Okay. That's yeah, perfect. Exactly. Um, so would he, would his stat line at a Bobby Knight offense, it's going to be motion, you know, he's going to rebound the ball. So we know he's getting double digit rebounds. Boards. Um, I think Bobby Knight probably has a little conversation with him though, about playing selfish basketball. I think he does get chained to the radiator a couple of times, like mid game to teach him a lesson on just like, you gotta, it's team sport. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Double digit points, double digit rebounds. We're probably looking like 16 to 18. You know what I mean? Somewhere in there. Um, I'm trying to think like who was their leader in 1985. Um, but definitely like double digit rebounds. He's cleaning glass. He's boxing out. He's up Co- there. Yeah. Couple steals, a key, a key chart. He's picking up charges. Teen Wolf is picking up charges. For sure. Okay. So does he get drafted by the NBA? Um, so we're looking at it. So let's say 80, 85 is his high school days. So that means he's out of college, like around back. He then plays all four all, years. He's four coming years. out in 1989, 89, 90. So who we're looking at? I mean, we're just getting started with Jordan, right? We got bird. We got bird cooking. We got magic cooking. Yes. I'm going to be honest. He's probably a little bit of a role player. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the league policy is. 1990. <laughs> we're coming out for being a wolf. For being a wolf. <laughs> You're definitely gonna have to rewrite some bylaws. <laughs> um, and, and you know, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween, right? Exactly. And here's the thing: Teen Wolf was parting a little bit too, like <laughs> a little bit of a, a locker room cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so is is he gonna get a little fucking you know turned on the yay out in college? You know what I mean? Sure. The I mean, '80s. Yeah. We're talking the '80s. You know what I mean? Yeah, Unbiased. Yeah. The whole thing. I 100%. I think, yeah, I think he gets washed out. I think there it gets in the league, like uh, not a lottery pick. He's going maybe, maybe late first round, uh, rides the pine a little bit, gets that, gets that yay done, get that get his nose candy on, like starts to party, just kind of washes out. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But <laughs> the story when, when we have uh, Mab League Teen Wolf Edition, Wolf Edition, damn it. It'll be great. <laughs> um, all right, fight. This is from the emailer of the pod. Um, I still think fighting in hockey is the weirdest and most irrational event in all the sports. Is boxing a part of a hockey team's weekly practice routine? For example, does the whole team take boxing lessons every Tuesday? I don't think this, no, I think this is ingrained in these dudes. It yeah. is, okay, so let, let's clear it up. I, we do know what the rule is, right? Like you can, you can grab a jersey with one hand 
and you can punch with the other one. But as soon as someone touches the ice, then it breaks up. That's over. So I think this is, I don't think it's a, like a rule in the rule book. I think this is like these, like that, you know, baseball has the unwritten rules. Oh, it's unwritten unri- rule. Yeah. Okay. I think this is like, you know, a gentleman's agreement when they come to squaring up, but you're hundred percent right. Like, you know, you can grab the Jersey, you just mm-hmm. throw bombs, throw haymakers. Mm-hmm. If they go down, typically that's when the refs will like dive on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll much like a UFC ref though. You know, once you hit the ground, they're diving on, they're trying to cover up, you know? Look at that. That sounds right. Um, do they practice you? this? No, but they do ultimately bring on fucking enforcers. Like this is a thing that I find very interesting. Teen Wolf may have been an enforcer in the in the NBA for a team. So is the but, enforcer like like a good like not even a fast skater like not even a good hockey player like what's this like hockey card look like what's the stat line at the end of the year it might not even be shit like he just rolls out there and then like takes care of the guy that's fucking with his guy and then they get sauced. Absolutely. Penalties. Right. So like going into, uh, you know, the, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, right. You know, you've got your skill position players, your, your Steve Iserman's, your Sergey Fedorov's, these guys are flying all up and down, you know, scoring goals, doing all, all this other stuff. Uh, fucking Darren McCarthy is the fucking enforcer is coming through there. Bob Probert, fucking mm-hmm. Bob Probert. This is a bad motherfucker basically like didn't need a fucking hockey stick just roll him out on the ice and just let him take take fucking names because he was gonna there if you were gonna fuck around with your guy he was gonna come after you and there was some brouhaha's back in the day ty domi for the uh the maple leaves is fucking the baddest man on the planet his son now plays i think for the maple leaves too drink everybody i'm going deep on my hockey knowledge right now i didn't even know we're going there i love it um but yeah there's been you know uh through the through the history the enforcer is that and they come in there and they protect your guy fuck i can't remember who the la kings when gretzky had there and i'm gonna look like a real dickhead now um but anyways you know these are the guys like you want you want these guys to be your protection so no one fucks with your star player i just i love the idea of them coming out without a hockey stick you're just like uh-oh okay yeah. just 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 mug it and there there'll be times there's Even like the there, if you if you guys want to go on a fun just youtube deep dive go on and look at hockey fights there's literally times where you know they're center ice about to drop the puck and you can see two like wing players just like lining up and they're like we're going all right we're going and the fucking hockey and they just boom gloves are off and they're at it you know what i mean no, what is that? So. is that like uh is that like when you hit like uh when a pitcher hits a batter or something, or they're like, is that unfinished business? Like why at the top of it? Was it from a previous game? Like yeah. one previous game, previous period. Yeah. All, all, all of the above. I mean, the greatest fight of all time was uh, Detroit versus Colorado after uh, Claude Lemieux. You fucking piece of shit, Claude. I'm coming for you still. <laughs> Claude, Claude Lemieux cheap shot at one of the Red Wings, smash his face, Chris Draper following season. Uh, this is in the playoffs following season. They come up and they just fucking literally drop gloves. The second that fucking puck goes first game of the season to, uh, fight night in hockey town is what it is. 10 minutes fucking Patrick wall, Chris Oswood, the two goalies coming out swarming after each other. It's awesome. The place is electric. <laughs> Look at that. You got them all fired up. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you what you want. I'll meet you at center ice. I'll put my gloves down. The apostle showdown. Bring Ooh. us to the so let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't-
Hi, bro. Um, Neapolitan Showdown. Oh, yeah. We're talking most overrated movies. I Do like you, this. I like this a lot, by the way. I thought you'd like this. It was definitely inspired. It's probably not on your list, but inspired. Like, if you've been following, if you're like a real deep diver to the most awesome and brand in a sports podcast, which is kind of what's going on in our orbit, you would have caught on by now that most awesome not excited about this dune movie that's rocking everybody's world not only not excited but gets under a skin a little bit that people actually enjoy it so much so i was like yeah. in the vein of that i was like, let's talk about some movie that that maybe a little like not as recent as dune but we get tired of hearing people fucking talk about over and over exactly yes this is good yeah i haven't seen dune so i don't know the the yes. book the that's book right. fucking scarred me yeah that is, that is you have to see it um my number three this is kind of a collection right here um it's clerks but it's basically any kevin smith movie that's not chasing amy or jersey girl those are both good kevin smith movies but clerks like the small rats thing like everybody just smoochy boochies and giggling at each other and thinking that it was like fucking like rewriting like we had the next sorkin on our hands before sorkin because like they were talking like just about like bullshit movie things that yeah i was just like out i'm out see this is interesting clerks is is a little rough at times there's moments kirk for me clerks has vignettes of decent movies or decent scenes overall i wouldn't say it's a great film mall rats it falls apart at certain spots but again jason lee is super charismatic in this movie mm-hmm. but yes i you the whole like view askew universe you're not into mm-hmm. with with kevin smith correct yes no, and i get it i don't know i can't i don't understand how you like jersey girl Chasing Amy, I get. Jersey Girl's fucking great. Have you watched it? I don't know. It's been a while. Wait, is this okay. is this is this Ben Affleck J Lo? Yes, it is. But it's not like it's not like Ben. It's not Geely. Like it's Ben Affleck J Lo. J Lo's in it for a very brief amount of time. Is the high, but it's just basically about this dad, and he's just like he's just like a crazy successful like a Hollywood agent or whatever, like sports agent, and then like has a daughter, and then his wife dies, and he freaks out, and he has to raise his daughter, and then he just like he can't do it, he loses his job and everything because he just has a meltdown, so he goes to like live with his dad, who's played by George Carlin in New Jersey, to raise his daughter, and it's just got it's got a lot of heart. Oh, okay. I think I always confuse Geely because didn't they come out like pretty yeah. close at pretty the same close. time? And you're not and the only person. Like, I think every time I'm like, I like Jersey Girl, and they're just like, isn't that like the lowest rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm just like, not Geely. Not Geely. Not Geely. Right, <laughs> right. Not Geely. Little, little short sighted to fucking go back to back for <laughs> movies, right? That close. Well, I think what happens is like you'd like the hot thing and every studio wants to take advantage of it. So before you're actually even getting the feedback of what's going on, you're just like, oh, they hated Geely. Well, we got three more yeah. <laughs> JLo movies in the fucking can. Oh, so shit. what are we gonna <laughs> do? Fucking high turns. I would I would actually pay just to have like a good sauced up. And I know you're on your sobriety kick, Ben. So I don't want to like really push you there. Sure. But can we get some sauced up Ben Affleck? just doing commentary on some of his crummier movies well you heard you, you know the armageddon story right yes oh and have, we've talked about it on this podcast yeah. yes i bring this up because i literally just watched it on, <laughs> i showed dr misses the commission because yeah. uh it was just it was cracking me up and uh it's fucking it's great i love this i yeah, i really you know. wish we it's the anti odell beckham let me just tell it, put it out there right now exactly. that's what i love about it 100 percent yeah, because he was just like he was talking to um, who directed Armageddon? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. He was talking to Michael Bay, and Ben Affleck was like, 
Would it be easier to teach astronauts how to drill oil than it would be teach oil drillers how to be our astronauts? It's like, shut the fuck up, man. Right. <laughs> Just- this is the good point of it is Ben does not sound like the cool guy or the hero in these stories. No, like, he does not. No, he's in, in the shit as well, too. He's just like, Hey, <laughs> he's said, I'm, I'm the only guy. Yeah. I'm the only guy raising my hand up here. You he's know not taking mean? himself too seriously. Love yeah, it. Exactly. Uh, that's my number three spot. What do you got, bud? Uh, I've, I've got, uh, another iconic classic that people love much like clerks and any, anything in the view is skew. Uh, I'm going with Orson Welles citizen kane whoa fuck this movie are you fuck with me whoa that's yeah wild. this movie stinks <laughs> it's an insane take i know right uh, yeah that's i could get the- through it and was there a fucking pretty- dragon roar like what was going on in this movie <laughs> this movie is bonkers this might be the most innocent thing that's ever gotten like a podcast canceled i, I don't know if you can say that you hated it's like when i was a teenager i thought you couldn't hate the eagles i thought it was just like anti-american it was like burn like you just like you Wait, had the band a, the eagles or the, the eagles, yeah, animal the band, eagles. The band, the oh, eagles. The band eagle donna eagles. henley yeah. yeah and then then i saw like big Big Lebowski, like, hates the fucking Eagles. I was like, oh, you can hate the Eagles? That's great. Yeah. I don't know if you can hate Citizen Kane. So you didn't get through it? No, no. This movie <laughs> is fucking garbage. Well, the, the other thing is, is it's, it's the, the pacing is, is horrific. It's really slow. And I think everyone, uh, look, I get it. Hey, guess what, audience? I'm not cultured. I'm not sophisticated. Okay? So don't, don't come for me for fucking culture and art. I talk about sports. But anyways, that That's being what- said... I grew up in the eighties and nineties where pacing was a certain way for movies. And now I get it. I can't wrap my brain, my stupid, dumb brain around the citizen Kane pacing. So I'm sorry if I don't like it. And I guess what, I, guess what, if I sit there and I think you're like all up in it and you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, I think you're a fraud. <laughs> I can I see it like all that bullshit. So what's, uh, what was the viewing experience? Like, did you sit down and you're just like, all right, like I'm going to go through the top, you know, like 100 movies of all time and start checking yes. them off. Like I'm yep. just, kinda, that's- this is, this was in the days when Netflix was still mailing DVDs to you. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mrs. The commission, I loaded up a queue and I'm like, no, this is what it says on AFI top 100. I don't know. And I knew what, this is the other thing that's painful. Everyone knows fucking Rosebud. So like, you know, spoiler alert, I get it. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, well, spoiler alert. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you win that round because <laughs> you bowl, bro. God, like when you come out bowl, you're just like, yeah. what's, what's number two? The Godfather? Perfect. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. It sucks. Eat my dick. <laughs> uh, all right. Number two, I'm kind of playing a little bit by my own rules here because I got clusters of movie, but like The Breakfast Club. And like any of the, like that whole group of movies, like 16 Candles, uh, what's the other one? Pretty in Pink, those yeah. John Hughes movies, like just not my, and I like a good rom-com. I don't know. Maybe it's something like we look at Clerks. I just, there's something about like, I don't know, high school. Oh, it's funny. We'll get to my third one. Wow. Yeah. I will try to figure out what the problem is, but I think there's something about like high school kids, like stealing underwear or like trying to steal beer and then like first kisses and i'm just snores snoresville yeah ass because it's like you're just like you know what it is i think this is what it is what is it i'm looking at kids tell me what it is bro i'm looking at kids i'm just like you're gonna grow out of this this is just fucks fucking angst you know it's like watching a movie with someone that was just like in a traffic jam on like the 405 it's just like you're gonna get to santa monica eventually i know right now it feels like the fucking end of the world i know like this feels like it's never gonna end but you know what your life will move on and you will never think about this again yes this is very funny uh 
I like it because this these movies are they hit you squarely in me and like nostalgia bill right 16 candles is is excellent pretty in pink with ducky maybe in the molly ringwald probably my least favorite of those uh breakfast club is phenomenal even though it it only takes place in like two areas but it's got all of the archetypes of every teen comedy romance movie that you've ever seen right there in one in one fail swoop um but were you like a ferris bueller guy you didn't you didn't get on ferris bueller I, you know i would have put that on my list too maybe even above yeah. these like it was fine like talking to the camera yeah i just like it's all those movies i'm just and it might also be like what age you saw these because i'm not 100 yes. confident like i saw like you probably need to see these in like sixth or seventh grade so you have a little bit of the pining to just like when i get to high school i'm gonna be that crazy and i think like especially with like a, a lot of these Hughes ones i think i saw them like either in high school or like a little bit after high school They're this is the thing i think you're right i think seeing it like middle school pre-pubescent like teenagers because you're like is this what it's gonna like, be coming like soon to your life you're just yeah like, exactly Whoa. yeah exactly you're 100 right seeing these movies you have to like if if i if i was you know 33 year old ma getting my dvds and like all right let's pop in breakfast club for the first time yeah. i totally get it you're like what are we watching here but there's a little bit of like the environment and what it is plus i think plenty of those movies are very squarely dated in the 80s which sometimes can be a little tough to get around yeah uh, my number two um another classic people seem to really love this it gets quoted all the time i I'm a little on and off with this lead actor who's been in a lot of them. I'm going to go with Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. I can get behind this. I like yes. this. I like play ball, play ball. This is, this is, this is, it's, it's overacting. Uh, there's some funny moments. Again, this is like all time and place when you saw this, but like the humor to me and I, I, I look, I like lowbrow humor. I just, told you i'm an idiot i don't know anything and i like certain things but at the same time i just don't like it for the sake of it and i don't like the overacting swinging of the hips and the all righty then like that's not funny to me that's just you being a goof there's no there's very little humor in 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 some of the antics that he has early jim carrey and i really love jim carrey in a lot of like the truman show when he's playing like a a little Ooh, bit of a you like, muted... you like serious carry you like, like james you like james carry i like james carry yes <laughs> i like brandy sniffing james carry with his yeah arts <laughs> and his million dollar check in his pocket but i just you know i, I get it i people like it dumb and dumber is also a little bit up there too but i like the the playing off of him and yeah i enjoy uh, i enjoy dumb and dumber but like yeah. the mask the like, mask the, yeah you know, and, and everyone yeah. just makes a big fucking deal about about Jim Carrey. And I get it. He, it. he was something so unique in the sphere of comedy. But I don't really know, like, when we look back at those movies, like, what's what's it really going to add to it? You know what I mean? What's what's going to add to, like, moving comedic, you know, timing and all that forward? I don't know if it's going to be a lot. Yeah, let me think, like, when was, like... I think the I think the original Ace and Ventura had to be like around ninety four. I, th I think I want to say it's yes. ninety. I think you might be uh, right. Yeah. So th th yeah, that was uh, a twelve year old Brandana. I still was just like, this is a little beneath me. Yeah, you like, nailed this by the way. Ninety four. I just want to put that out there. Uh, yeah, like a little like 
toilet jokes and it's just like like we're really it's just that feeling of just like that that class clown that like wasn't funny but didn't get he wasn't funny it was just like really trying and really pushing it just really and just like all right kind of give me like a fucking headache bro yeah i hear Uh, you i'm with you you cook with gas bro you're kicking you you did fired up if you took a direct shot at dumb and dumber which i do enjoy i would have had to rank it down but i'm not getting super dialed into mine you're being super dialed in i'm giving like john i'm giving like cannons of work Mm -hmm. this movie sucks boom next question this movie sucks boom. <laughs> <All right. laughs> my, my number one overall dazed and confused thousands of percent <gasps> you've heard me talk about this again it's kind of funny i didn't realize till now like yet another movie that lines up in just like that high school thing yeah um that was for yeah, yeah. i would not have guessed that for sure like all this weed like weed to layers like getting stone Ugh, you're lame you're corny dime a dozen uh nothing really fucking happens like he doesn't want to play on the football team and then he decides he's not going to play on the football team while ben affleck is trying to like beat all these one kids up and there's one kid and like overalls and then they go play pool like it's just like i don't get it like this movie would easily fall off the radar if people ranked it up there with like a like a can't hardly wait or something like it's just like oh yeah we saw it and it's kind of in that genre but we don't need to talk about it all the time but the way people's just jaws drop and they're just like, you don't love days are confused. Like, <laughs> yes, and you look like a fucking stoner yourself. All right, what's your number one? Ooh, man, I like this. Uh, well, let's just sit there. Again, mm-hmm. there's some there's some good scenes in it. The, uh, there's some points where it falls apart. Mitch, the kid, the 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 thirteen year old, uh, is a horrifically bad actor in this movie. It's he's tough to watch at times. Yeah, that is. But you've got there's some there's some really good characters. Piper Par- or not Piper Parabu. Uh Piper Oh shit, what's her name? Oh no, you're messing me up. It's um oh you just threw me up. It's nope, we're not gonna stop this pod. This is good pod you're listening to right here. Uh I think it does start shit. Yeah, she's the girl in Best in Show. She's yes, best in show, yes. The yeah, fry like fry, you know, you know, on the ground and fry like fucking eggs, you little bitches, or whatever her name. Fuck, what is her name? Uh, we can't do this nope uh, nope okay waiting for guffman i'm just gonna type that in real fast just stay with this podcast i'm tapping it i know you're yeah, yeah. just you. who's scared yeah parker, 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 parker posey what did i say piper parabou oh it's the two p's piper yeah. parabou and yeah uh exactly so there's some good there's some good spots in that jason london who played pink in that he fucking stunk, stunk in that too he's not my you i don't buy that he's this quarterback i don't buy that he, i buy a lot of the characters in here um i don't buy and then you got cole hauser in there who like literally has like not a texas accent in the whole fucking movie <laughs> yeah so um but well, yeah it like introduces us to matthew mcconaughey that's why i almost got to keep it off my because i'm you know i'm all i'm here for the McConaughey that happened like six seven years ago or whatever like big mcconaughey fan yeah and a young ben affleck as well too so there's like i said there's some good performances in here absolutely plus it's gives that nice little nostalgic feel so guess what dude do you want i mean i not not to i'm actually surprised that you went dazed and confused because i too went with another richard linkletter movie I, fuck, I fucking hate that movie. That movie, yes, Boyhood <laughs> sucks my fucking dick. Eat shit, Boyhood. You heard me. Uh, sure, like it's a, like it's a little long. It has to, a little long. 
a little long. It's two hours and 45 minutes. Here's the thing. If you're trying to sell me a movie, tell me all about the story and the acting and the visuals. And the, you, you could win me on Dune by telling me it looks super cool and there's a lot of action and the special effects are amazing and all this other stuff. T- sell me on the acting. Sell me on the performances. Don't just continually sell me on guess what? This movie was filmed over 12 years. The same actors, the same roles for 12. That's all this movie is. It's the emperor has no clothes of fucking movies. Everyone's just like, oh, wow, this is a really cool premise. You want to talk about nothing happening. Nothing happens in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Like it has a little bit. Yeah. So it has just the concept, like just it's, it's hook. It's like a little shit that it pulls off, which is, it's interesting to watch like all these people grow up as kind of. And as line one, two, and three and how they describe this movie. That's it. That's <laughs> right. all there is. Oh, by the way, you also saddled yourself to a fucking lead actor who's a cute kid who can't act for shit. Yeah, wasn't wasn't a great actor. And then it's also like, like the, the storyline's got like a little corny and cheesy. I mean, I'm, Ethan Hawke really pulled me around just like listening to his interviews. Like just this, he's such a cool dude. And like, I really yeah. like, kind of his it. interviews that weren't in the movie, had nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with the movie. It would have been better just to hear like a two hour, 45 minute interview of him. Yeah. But yeah. It's just like, yeah, they got like the drunk husband, like the, like just the like rip from the definition of like shitty stepdad from like the dic- dictionary, which is just like drinks too much, like throwing yeah. cups everywhere. And like, you're not, um, all right, bro. I'm going to have to give you the top spot. You were really dialed in. You brought a lot of heat. Thank you. Bro. Um, you called yourself dumb too much for my taste. So I'm going to give you a win. Oh, look at you. That's sweet. That's so sweet. You know, this is the funniest thing. We build ourselves up on these podcasts. Dude. We don't, we don't let ourselves take pot shots at each other. No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, okay. Let's take a quick look. Uh, Brandana Game of the Corner brings us to the jam. college basketball future are we just watching less and less college basketball each year let's let's just say let's get out there it's tough it's tough with all the sports we've got what are we like seven eight days away from college basketball tip off is anyone like i'll watch like for thanksgiving when they have like the maui tip off the maui classic like when i got time on my hand sure i'll turn it around but yeah it's it's getting tough b it is, man. Like, I mean, I, I think we're just seeing, like, as they said, like the day to age, like the, the real talents, like, I mean, college basketball does have a problem that they say, and they just, you mm-hmm. know, then doing their one year of time and then going to the NBA and you just don't have what made college basketball fun, especially like going to KU for me growing up. And I know we talked about it. I know you went through it with Michigan, you know, seeing these teams that got to be like junior seniors, you know, getting excited mm-hmm. about your freshmen, getting excited about your sophomores. And then they were seniors just like, Oh, we're going to make a real, like a real run this year. Like this will be fun. And now it's just like, can't keep up like can't even keep up with my jayhawks just like the over rotation of just like who's on the team now who's not on the team like the parody league and stuff i don't it's just and like you said like it, it's really sandwiched in between you got nfl football like all the way until february so that frees you up for the conference championships yeah and, like you have the nba going on yeah and and uh and i agree with you on that too and you also got to sprinkle in all of the transfer stuff too um which yeah. is guys are are moving all the time and you know your jayhawks my 
Michigan Wolverines are are go blue. Uh, Rock chalk are uh, beneficiaries of this year in and year out, which is tough to kind of like really kind of form an identity, kind of figure out, like you said, what this team is going to be. It's the thing that we, you know, I love college sports. I know you do too. It's the thing that does make it the most challenging to like, as you get older is to really like fall in love with these teams. And, and I know there's a comparison of, well, your NFL team has free agency and all this other stuff. And for some reason it feels accepted there, but here in, in college, I want to see my teams grow. I want to see, I know I only get these guys for a short, short period of time. So I want to see them, you know, for as much of that as possible. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of just like, I think with that college football, like it's still like Saturdays is a tradition there. Like everyone's yeah. watching, like, you know, if you're like, OU or whatever, it's nationally televised. Like, you know, even with my, uh, you know, Jayhawks, it's like all of a sudden there's like a random Wednesday game and I'm just like, oh, well, I'm not, well, whatever. I'm not going to really like carve out time to like try to watch this game and make it happen. And, and I like the sport of basketball, but I didn't know this was happening. But the more like I get away from college, because part of that was the college experience, right? Oh, like yeah. Going to like the bars, like watching the KU basketball games like that, like cheering on the Jayhawks, that was great. And now it's just kind of like, uh, it's what happened to football. It's why I never got into college football because it was just like, oh, like I like this sport. I want to see it done on the pro level. Yep. Like it's kind of hard to watch, you know, like Kevin Durant play with Kyrie Irving. And it's just like, oh yeah, like let's uh, let's go and check out that Iowa State team tonight. Right, <laughs> it's right. going on over there. Uh, okay, regardless, we'll take a look at the odds real fast to see if there's anything that you've got to sniff on. Uh, we'll just go through the top 10 real fast. to start with, uh, we'll do a 1600s. Memphis, Texas, Kentucky, Kansas, all at plus 1600. We're going from the bottom talking up. Uh, then we've got Purdue, Duke at plus 1400. Villanova, UCLA, plus 1200. Michigan, plus 1K. Hmm. Gonzaga plus 600 so this automatically tells you I mean there's no and we've got the feeling like with this for years but there's just no like head and shoulders favorite that we think that's just going to run away with the tournament yeah that's interesting it's interesting that there's that Michigan I'm 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 quite surprised that not shouldn't say surprised just with the AP polls like Michigan's kind of like in the ninth or tenth and I've seen the Jayhawks as high as number two or three and some of like the preseason polls and stuff like that. So it's interesting to see the Jayhawks at plus 1600, um, you know, kind of, uh, I, mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there's value there, but there's potentially value depending on how that Jayhawk team comes together. Um, but I do think like, man, watching Gonzaga, the way that they rolled out, you have the number one prospect coming out, Chet Holgram, uh, who's like a seven one. If you want to see a, uh, an interesting body composition. This guy is about as skinny as Kevin Durant was, but is seven, a legit seven one and is uniquely skilled in shooting and dribbling. Oh, he can uh, handle, he can handle the ball. Oh, he can handle the ball for sure. Oh. He's, he is a versatile, like he's as stretchy of a stretch for as you get. And then you've got drew Timmy, uh, the guy with the, the mustache for Gonzaga. Yep. He's back. Um, and they had two other like top 25 recruits that came out there. So it'll be interesting. Mark few, the head coach for Gonzaga, it's going to get a little uh, suspension early on. So it'll be early to see how they, those two teams gel, but I definitely think like they're the number one team, especially given the conference that they play, they're probably going to get yeah. thir- 30 plus wins um, and, and a number one seed. So it's really like, you know, it's a bit of a no brainer, but 
Yeah, you well, know. this is this is where you can find value also because you don't, especially now that they have like a prop swap and websites like this to where your ticket actually changes in value based on how the odds change. And I know I yeah. think FanDuel does a cash out and shit like that. Um, I guess that's a little bit more on parlays. But to me, like, yeah, if you think that Gonzaga, like, going to be able to easily win their conference and get that number one seed and go undefeated or, you know, like one or two losses, then give them a plus 600. Because when they start the tournament, like we saw last yeah. year at like that one seed, then, you know, they get closer to like, probably not going to hit like negative, but, you know, a plus 150 plus 200. So you're already getting value there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think all those teams are, are pretty good. I mean, you know, KU at plus 1600 is going to have similar value. I don't know how strong the big 12 is this year. I mean, obviously you got Baylor, but they lost a bunch of returning champs, lost a bunch of players. So it's going to be interesting how Scott drew gets them to rebound. Texas is in there, Texas tech, you know, these are teams, the big 10 is, is going to be loaded. Like you said, Purdue, Illinois is also going to be very strong and Michigan, as well as Ohio, you fill out the rest. Those are all top 10 teams. So as much as I love Michigan at that one K, um, you know, and I think that they're going to be very good. Michigan. I'm very excited about Michigan. What's up, Joanna? I, I know you hear me. Um, <laughs> what's up? And uh, so, I mean, I, I think there's all that, but I actually really, I'm actually very surprised about KU being plus 16. I think that there's a real shot at, at that Memphis, uh, you know, I don't know Memphis at, at they have uh, Imani Bates who reclassified uh, along, I think with Jalen Duran, who reclassified from the 2022 class to get a year early. So this will be the year that we'll really see if like Penny Hardaway can actually be a legit college coach. You know, Juwan Howard, this is the same thing. Juwan Howard, there's a little question marks if he could be a head coach, even though he spent many years on the heat sidelines as a, as an assistant coach came in there. Could he be a, a, a good, strong college coach? And turned out he was, he's great. Penny Hardaway is not the same transition as a, as a college coach here at Memphis. So we'll see, this is the, probably the best class of talent that he's had in some time. Imani Bates was kind of in and around the top one player in the 2022 class kid out of Ypsilanti, Michigan, who uh, decommitted from the Spartans signed with the, with the, uh, signed with the, uh, with the, the Memphis Tigers there. So, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I, I think I think your two value plays is Gonzaga and and KU. That's just my my initial feeling when in hearing that. Yeah, I go with this, and we all know like by now, also just kind of seeing how the college preseason ranks roll out that it's anybody's ball game. And this whole atmosphere will look different. So take one Mavi dollar, just put it on your favorite team. Fuck it. Roll and it uh, if you're looking for two, because we always like, and I always want to get this out here. If you're looking for two. Off the radars. Remember a couple of years ago, obviously in our first year, we had Loyola, Chicago. Loyola. I'm going to fucking parade that around as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, Loyola again, this year made a big run in the tournament last year. Mm-hmm. They've got, uh, they lost Porter Mosier, their head coach. He's going to be the head coach at Oklahoma. Uh, they filled in with Drew Valentine, brother, younger brother, or excuse me, older brother of Denzel Valentine who plays for the, the, the Bulls. I think he still is on the Bulls. Uh, drink everybody if I'm wrong. Um, but he is 30 years old, a young head coach, Loyola, uh, in the MVC conference, returns six, excuse me, returns four seniors. They have six seniors altogether on this team that went to, I believe, the Sweet 16, beat Illinois in the in the opening round there. So 
look to kind of load up on them. I'm not saying that they're going to be a number one seed, but this is might be a fun team to bet on with a senior laden, you know, rotation, a young coach in his first head coaching job and Denzel Valentine. Uh, but I think it'll be an interesting kind of ball club in a, in a conference that might be a little softer uh, with a lot of senior returning teams. Another team I'll give you, let's go with the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Again, Ooh, man, we talked about here, seniors. We love seniors, mm-hmm. five starting seniors, all returning all scoring double figures in this team. They play in the uh, A-10, which is a little bit stronger of a conference, uh, made it to the tourney last year. Uh, Ken Palm has them right around 30 in terms of their overall power rankings. Um, so Ken Palm, if you're, they got a free site, it's a good way to kind of look at value and how they relate to other uh, sports. I really like St. Bonaventure too. If you're looking for some, uh, some interesting, uh, maybe early gambling teams to, to bet on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So check those out. Go a little line, look for the championship odds on those teams. Not quite on the board yet on how I could find them real fast. So that means you're getting them at a little bit better. 80 to one, find a bookie out there. Somebody will do it. Someone would be desperate enough. Put it yeah. down. Hell yeah. I might buy shoot me an email. Um, <laughs> yeah, so sports podcast episode 191. Thanks for listening. Um, I am Brandon MVPs real fast. We're giving it to 10-year-old Aaron Presley. Sent you this, caught a foul ball at the Phillies game, then gives it to this little girl that was like crying her eyes out because she didn't get the foul ball. Yeah. As a kid, I mean, when you're 10 years old, there's nothing more exciting to you than the opportunity to catch a foul ball. And this kid doesn't bat an eye, like catches the ball, like looks over, like this little like five-year-old girl is balling because like she didn't catch it. And he just walks right over, hands her the foul ball. Stud. You, bro. Stud. Well, nice. Um, Oh, I've got, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, we talked about them um, when we kind of broke down a little bit of the, the Rams kind of, you know, playing with fire and all their contracts. I'm going to go with less need again, pushing all the chips in the middle, going after one Vaughn Miller, just saying, Hey, we don't need draft picks. Who cares? We're trying to win a chip today. So I like less need. I like the aggressiveness. Go ahead. You're, go ahead. Oh, and they got, by the way, they got him for $700,000. The fucking Broncos are eating his whole entire contract. So if you give up a few picks to get Vaughn Miller to just make another run at it, I, yeah, that's no, off. I was going to ask you, and we'll save it for the other one, but maybe dog ear this. Uh, now with the guaranteed contracts being a little bit more like guaranteed money, like we see in the NBA, we're seeing kind of contracts being dumped like we see in the NBA. So just yeah. kind of like be kind of fun to watch the structure of that. Guys, but you can't get it on this pod. We've already no. gave you way too much. We gave you too much. We got it. Uh, guys, had an email for it. Shoot us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. And why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Pod bud. <laughs>